Welcome to the Finding Backcountry Podcast with your host, Dustin Whitwer. I am Dustin Whitwer, and this is the Finding Backcountry Podcast. Follow along on my journey of learning from the best backcountry hunters each week as we explore valuable information I use to find success in the backcountry. Let's get to the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Finding Backcountry podcast. And I have my good buddy, Corey Beckendorf on, and we have plenty to talk about, don't we, Corey? We sure do. It's been a good, good day. Much needed. Big day. Um, First, though, I bought a horse. You bought a horse. I can already feel, I can already feel the messages coming in, in waves and drones of the, from the llama lovers saying, what the heck, dude, you bought a horse. Um, Yeah, I bought a horse. Well, coming from somebody who lived in Wyoming for a grand total of like nine months, you kind of know have why to, you buy right? one. Yeah, you yeah, have to. You got to have one. You have to have one. We went. We went to horse and mule sales while we were there. Yes, that's where I got mine. Um, you know, it's interesting because llamas have a pl- a lot of places, but there are a couple specific elk hunts and i know this is getting weirder this is getting weirder by the second that i'm even let's go (laughs) let's go down this road right let's Um, go about a horse i'm talking about elk hunting like this is weird but there's just a few units that i want to hunt that i that i did hunt last season for example and it's not like any other country really that i've ever hunted right in other words you either hunt the fringes of some of the nastiest, biggest, deepest country you've ever seen, or you go deep, you know, you commit, you go for, you know, four or five, six days camp. You know, if you're going with horses, you got a string. If you're going with llamas, you got a big deal. And it's, you know, what happened to me last year is I just, it was just at a time I didn't have a ton more vacation. I didn't feel like, and you know, I was just kind of hunting the weekends and you don't want to do a big production and go in on this huge camp. Right. And so all I could end up doing really was hitting the fringes, you know, of this, of this, uh, unit that's got some, you know, wilderness here, you know, outside of Cody basically. And, you just can't access uh, enough of that country effectively. I don't think on foot, you know, you don't want to at least. Um, and so it kind of, you know, I ended up using horses a little bit. We used horses to pack my, my uh, bull out that I, that I did kill and it worked out, but I could just be a lot more effective. And I think, um, you know, just a little more deadly if I had a horse I'm a ho- I'm I'm actually a horse guy. I've spent more more time around horses than llamas. Um, I've never not like this. You know, I went and picked up a yearling, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the breaking process. I've wanted to. I've my dad's done it a few times, but yeah, man, I uh, I just went and bought a horse. 
So we've got. What'd you name it? Uh, he he came named. Uh, his he came. So the guy was running his horses through this auction, and he had a bunch of half. He's he's gonna be a big boy. Um, he's got a little draft in him, so there's a little bit of draft mixed with quarter horse. Um, and he had them in like half brother, you know, half brothers, and he had two or three pairs like that that were coming through and. You know, everyone else that's there, I mean, this is the Cody horse sale, right? I mean, it's there's some big money, and people are there for some specific horses and type of horses, and, you know, most everything's broke and all that. You know, these these were the only sets of horses that weren't broke or, you know, were only a year old. And, and so it's just a completely different sale compared to what else was going on. I mean, there was a... There was a, you know, completely broke, like, five-year-old ranch, healing, heading, you know, mountain, do-everything uh, horse that went for $110,000, $110,000. They open it up to online bidders, too, which really drives the market even more because you got some guy in, it was like some guy in Tennessee that bought him or something. Anyway, you know, so these... Don't get me wrong. These little, uh, you know, yearlings grade, right? Grade gilding or grade colts, which means they're, they're not registered. They're not going to be registered, you know, and they just kind of come through and for a, a real reasonable price, you know, for a yearling that someone could just pick up and put a lot of work into. So, um, can't remember your question, but did, well, you answered it. Did my next question is, so you went to a horse auction. Did you have a mustache and a cowboy hat on and a belt buckle? Well, I Did you check all three boxes. I always have a. I almost always have a belt buckle. I don't know when I don't have a belt buckle. Um, I had my cowboy hat on, and listen, this part of that drove this because at some point, if you're like me and you had a cowboy hat for a few years now, you kind of got to walk the walk you know and like you got to have a horse at some point you know well and you wear it to a horse auction sure sure and i did and i yeah yeah but it's like you you use it to like make your bet or did you use your number uh my number and i'll tell you what you want some exhilaration in your life go auction on something holy cow uh and what happened so there i told you this guy had other horses coming through the auction so you know and they just have random slots and so couple broke horses had come through and then this guy had a few a few more you know that were similar and all of a sudden you know and once you bid on something especially something like this horse that again these are completely apples and oranges of what was coming through and i obviously hadn't bid on anything else and i'm sitting kind of two or three rows from the front and the guy and there's a ton of people but i'm right there towards the you know where the arena little thing is so <laughs> The, the next batch of these yearlings come through and I'm just kind of sitting there listening. My wife's talking to me and I'm watching the horses, but I'm listening to her. And she asked me a question and I nodded with my cowboy hat as the auctions going on these other yearlings after I'd already bought one. Right. And so this guy thinks <laughs> he's cued in on <laughs> this guy's cued in on me and he's thinking, this is the yearling guy. He's here to pick them all up. And all of a sudden, like I had nodded my head and I look and then I catch eyes with him and, and he's on me and I'm on and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, no, nope. nope, <laughs> and, and what do you do right now? You're paranoid because any movement you feel like is like, 
they have all these signals. You know, I'm watching the guy doing the online bids, and he's got these signals to cut the bid in half. You know, instead of going from 2,000 to 3,000, it takes it to 25. And he's got these like pushes, like, oh no, I'm out, and he's in and wait, and all these things. And so now I'm froze. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, what do I do? I just like looking at him, and I'm trying to communicate with my eyes, just like locked on him, like, no, uh-huh. I'm not buying this other horse. <laughs> just one. <laughs> just the one, thanks. So it was an adventure, man. But yeah, you haven't lived until you. Uh, Oh, I love a, a good auction. Yeah, bought a horse from in Cody, Wyoming. They shut down the main, uh, one of the little side streets there. You're right off the Irma Hotel. Just like legendary stuff, you know. It's, it was pretty cool. So, yeah. There's a whole story there, but man, he, he uh, we finally got him home. And, you know, he gave us a little excitement, I'll say, getting him in the trailer. Um, I don't have a big, big trailer up here. I just have, it's actually two horse and he gave us some excitement and we were, Jen and I were thinking, what did we get into? This is an overgrown kid, big overgrown yearling colt. And at the time was just like, you know, a little rambunctious. He was just scared, man. Like we got him home and he is an absolute, like, he's just a sweetheart. He's big, softy. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Um, real real calm real gentle i mean he's i think he's gonna be so far so good so (laughs) okay back to the original question what's his name uh poncho so he came through with his 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 half brother was lefty and i bought poncho poncho and lefty nice yep nice classic song so yeah a couple years from now maybe i'll have a pony to poke around up in the hills for an elk or something sounds neat yeah speaking of elk Man, like draw result day, it can be exciting. It can be depressing. It can be deceiving in my part. It can be very deceiving for you. I think eventually it was just exciting and roller coaster, man. <laughs> just a absolute roller coaster today. I love it. I apply. I mean, we're still kind of in app season right now, right? Like, yeah. I put in for Nevada like two days ago and uh, yeah, Utah is, I'm a resident of Utah and they, they say it's like June 1st is when the results come out, but everybody knows like cards are going to start getting hit like (laughs) early to mid May. And then you usually get an email like a week later. Right. And so I, uh, you know, woke up today, just a normal day, had kind of heard about some cards getting hit. Let me back up. I've got uh, nine Utah limited entry elk points, never hunted uh, anything but general hunts in my life uh, with a, my own tag in my pocket. I started getting into this game in 2012. And so I kind of like of all years, I expected to draw an elk tag this year because I had more than enough points to draw the unit that I wanted to. Um, so it's kind of been on the back burner. Dustin's gone out of his way to say he's going to come hunting with me. And probably a more relaxed for me personally draw season than I've ever been because I feel kind of like I know what I'm already going to draw. <laughs> um, and as far as Utah for you, you didn't really 
I wasn't planning on anything. Yeah. Honestly. You, yeah. Like we, we know the odds, like we, we follow go hunt. We, you know, we know what our points are. We've got a whole application strategy. So I'm driving to work this morning and my soon to be brother-in-law who came elk hunting with me last year, came bear hunting with me two years ago, um, lives in Iowa, is marrying my sister in August. And let me just say, like, people complain about their in-laws. Like, ma'am, my wife's family are, like, the nicest people ever. Yeah, you and I both struck gold. Oh man, like people are always complaining. It's like, I love going back to Wisconsin to see her family. And then I've got one sister who's getting ready to marry Chad. Chad's a gunsmith at Bull Courtson. Like my sister gets annoyed at how much we enjoy being around each other because we ignore her. And like him and I get along like two peas in the pods. I've met his family. Like I have the best in-laws and Chad... Chad's one of those guys, and I, I would be there had I not had the good fortune to move to Utah. Um, I'd be in his same shoes where it's like sitting in Iowa dreaming of chasing elk or dreaming of hunting in the mountains, and I just had the good fortune to wind up in Utah when I was 21 years old and bump into Dustin Whitworth mm-hmm. and have, you know, just uh, what would have been a lifetime worth of experiences in eight years you know and so uh i've like had a soft spot for those guys he wants to do it he wants to put the time and effort in but i also know like the learning curves for those boys so chad's been applying for the last three or four years in several states in the west he came on an idaho bear hunt that he had a blast on two years ago didn't harvest had a blast then he came out last fall and shot a general season rifle elk in Utah, which if you're familiar with that hunt is a difficult thing to do. Um, had a just absolute glass checks all the boxes for the type of guy you want to drag into the back country, like super appreciative, hardworking prepares. So I've been helping him apply in the West, which is a learning curve for guys who don't know the systems. And and I was in the same boat. Dustin helped me through that. Uh, He gives me a call at 7 a.m. this morning, which is odd, and says the state of Utah just charged me $2,200 for a buck tag. And I'm like, that's not right. Because there's not a $2,200 buck tag in the state of Utah. Um, But if you're familiar with the system, Utah, when they ding your card, it says like utahbucks.gov. Is that right, Dustin? Yeah, it's like generic. You know, it's like Utah buck tag or bucks permit. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, that's a limited entry tag. And He's like, well, it says buck. And it's like, well, that's not how it works. He's never drawn a tag in Utah. He bought an over-the-counter elk. So I walk, I explained to him that, you know, you can't, in Utah, typically they hit your cards and then a week or two later, you end up with a email saying what you drew. Non-residents in the state can put in for all the once in a lifetimes. 
I had him send me over his application email and it was going to be a bison, moose, or mountain goat tag. And he's got three. Who knows? <laughs> and who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It's the same price across the board. And I pretty much told him on the phone, it's going to be a week before we know at minimum. Um, and I was wrong. Um, but he, so went back and forth, explained it, tried to figure out. He actually wanted, out of the three, wanted to shoot a moose the worst. Like, does that surprise you at all, Dustin? Or, um, I mean, to each their own, you know. I think moose are so such an icon of the West for a lot of guys, you know, Alaska and like that. I don't know. I say that a Buffalo's what's more iconic than a Buffalo, you know, it's a Tonka bro. Yeah. And what's more, what's more, you know, mountainous and Western terrain than a mountain goat, you know, at the same time. So, well, and you're familiar with the unit that we put in for, and it, it would be, it's one of the best units in the lower 48 shine going to Alaska. So we went back and forth. I've always told him, you know, if, you know, when he, when he rings up at the end of the year and says, you know, Hey, if you draw these, it's like $7,000 or $8,000. I'm like, well, you can really only draw one of these tags. If you happen to draw a once in a lifetime tag for $2,200 at the, uh, you know, with three points, like, let me know if you can't swing the $2,200. I'll just help you out. Like, I'm like, we'll figure it out if we, you know, cross that bridge. And in the state of Utah, drawing those once in a lifetime tags are, I mean, the only guy I know that's done it like that is Dustin Whitworth. <laughs> um, so we went through the whole rigmarole. I'm on cloud nine because I get it. I know that, you know, Chad doesn't have the resources. It's not like he can just like go out for a weekend and scout one of these tags. And it's not like he can, you know, he's, he's hunted bear once and elk once in his life. Like I get it. I get to be the point man on this hunt. And I am super psyched to help somebody as grateful as Chad who's just you know hit the lottery in my opinion so um i had a we've had a very busy like last month or two at crispy boots it's just been insane it's been a ton of fun um overwhelmed with work and today was just a nice little uh you know nice little pick me up you know just sitting around waiting thought it was going to be two weeks before we got the results of what he actually drew about four o'clock in the afternoon, he sent me over a text and he drew a Henry mountains, uh, hunter's choice, Buffalo tag. I'm going to say Buffalo cause my grandpa raised Buffalo for 30 years. And, uh, if I called it a bison, he'd be mad at me. So <laughs> he, uh, he drew a rifle Buffalo hunt in one of the very few free range Buffalo hunts in the lower 48 or really anywhere in the world. So the logistics start today, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to kill one. <laughs> so if anybody knows anything about the area, I've got a guy in the office who's done one of the archery cow hunts. 
um, talked to a couple guys who have spent a ton of time on the unit. We're doing November 20th through December 1st. Mm. And so there are, last year, there was three resident and one non-resident tags. Wow. And uh, Chad's got one. That's insane. I mean, it is, but it's like, how, what, who am I to talk? You know, everyone's going, oh yep. yeah, Mr. Moose. Like, but it's just like, how, how him of all people, you know? <laughs> yep. But so, somebody's got to draw it, man. Like someone's got to draw it. So I'm flabbergasted and Dustin, uh, Chad called me at 7 a.m. While I was on a 20 minute phone call with Chad, I missed Dustin. And called him back, and you go ahead and tell uh, your side of the 7 a.m. story. Well, so everyone else was hitting cards yesterday, and I didn't have anything, you know, and I'm thinking, well, I wasn't planning on getting anything. So, you know, whatever, go to sleep, wake up, and again, like, you just was getting up for the morning or something and thought, like, oh, for whatever reason, I'm going to check my card you know, one more time just because, and lo and behold, I've got a charge for the price, which I didn't know at the time, 650 bucks, Utah bucks permit. And so then, you know, I've been through this before, but I'm just scrambling. What is 650 bucks? I'm doing my math in my head before I can get logged into the site. I'm like, it's not one of the like once in a lifetimes because I knew that they were like you know the twenty two hundred bucks kind of a thing. I'm like I don't think six fifty is such a round number. I'm like it can't be. I think the elk tag is an odd number, like a you know a random. Uh, the buck permit, you know, maybe me and Jen both. But I'm like what the you know it's not that quite that much, and so I'm just really not sure. Uh, and then you know it doesn't take long looking through the thing. And I've drawn a limited entry deer tag. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, people are going to unfriend me. Like, I'm not going to be a very popular person if, because in my head at that point, I don't even know what unit I've applied for. But I know that one of them is the, like, Henry Mountain muzzleloader tag. And I'm like, Oh gosh, like I'm going to have to go into the witness protection program. People are going to be very angry with me. Coming off a of banner 2020. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Pulling, like should have just bought a lottery ticket. Pulling instead. 199s out of my hat on over the counter leftover tags in Colorado and like killed an elk turning in Wyoming. Back. Turning back stellar tags that are like 3% draw. Turning Idaho. back Idaho elk tags. Uh, moose, you know, just, yeah. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't deserve this. Well, same deal, right? Then I, I I get a call from Corey and like the first thing out of my mouth is like what I drew. I'm like, oh, guess what, sucker? <laughs> and <laughs> knowing, just knowing in my head that you had the points to draw the, the elk tag that you were after. And so we've been planning that hunt for you know, a month or two back and forth. When's the dates? What are we going to do? What tag? When, when am I going to show up? I've been up? planning it for nine years. For bro. nine years. Right. I really got serious about it the last month or so. <laughs> um, and so in my head, you had already drawn that, you know, I just, I know you well enough to know, like Corey probably hasn't just probably hasn't checked his card or 
he forgot which one he put it on or something like Corey, right? And so I just call you all ecstatic. Guess what? I drew a limited entry deer tag and you're just like, and I'm like, hey, I just drew a limited entry deer tag and you're like, <laughs> come it. to find out you had had, <laughs> yeah, you had had no charge on your card. And so now I really feel bad because you're like, yeah, I haven't been charged for my elk permit. I haven't even been charged for the, the general deer tag I thought I would draw. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Like, well, starting to think every... in my head, can I gift a tag to a friend? Like, I've got to give you this tag, right? Like, <laughs> well, and everybody knows like the draw process and everything where it goes limited entry once in a lifetime in general. Typically, once guys start getting hit for general, you should be hit for once in a while or the other two. Limited right? entry, yeah. So, so that was <sighs> that was kind of a downer, you know. It was like for quite a while this morning, you had not drawn your tag, I had drawn that. You know, I was on cloud nine. You were not feeling too good about life, and but that email, right? And and here's the here's where the story gets interesting because. I then realized that I had a put my wife in and for the same type of tag, right? Basically the same limited entry deer tag. And so then I start doing the math and I'm looking up points and stuff after you and I had talked. Cause when you and I talked, it was like, yeah, it's me. And I drew this unit probably. Um, and I told you about Chad, like I get off the phone. Yeah. I haven't been hit yet. I've checked it like eight times. Chad calls me. Oh yeah, I drew once in a lifetime. Sweet Chad, thanks. F off. And then Dustin calls me while I'm talking to Chad, hearing about his once in a lifetime tag. And Dustin's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I put in for like a couple different two percent draw chances, and I just got dinged for limited entry deer for a tag that so- I shouldn't have." Well, so th- then I come back to reality a little bit because I start realizing I'm, I look up and I'm like, okay, yep, sure enough. Cause sometimes I don't put Jen, like she, she loves to go hunting and she loves it, but it's not like her thing, like it is me. And so I actually kind of just pick and choose, you know, don't tell her this, but like, I just kind of pick and choose when I'm going to put her in for something. If it's something I'm interested in, if I'm going to go with her and we're going to put into the party and kind of stuff like that. Right. And it works out because she's just happy to get the tags that she gets and she's not, you know, super diehard about it. But then I realized my, oh, I did. I put her in for the same hunt, not as a party, unfortunately. Um, And so then the reality starts setting in a little bit. I'm like, well, it could be her tag. It could be my tag who had more points i look up she had four i had five limited entry deer points my first choice was actually not the henry mountains it was a one of the random general tags now that they've turned into a late season limited entry hunt as my first choice for some reason which makes no sense i should have had the other one first but um the henry's first but you know so in my head i have one more point and i I put my first choice as a easier to draw unit. Her, she had four and her first choice was a little tougher to draw hunt. And so everything pointed at, it was me. 
again, I'm planning the same thing you were. I'm thinking another week of this. I've got to like think about this for another week. Like you got to be kidding me. Oh man, brutal. Yeah, brutal. Then you send me the uh, message of your emails from your brother-in-law of what tags he drew. In the meantime, you had gotten hit, I think, right? Like, it was like, oh, hey. I got hit midday. Yeah. You had Texas midday, I think, in the middle of all this. And you're like, hey, finally, like, you know, my credit, you're like, my credit card's always slow. And it happens like this every year. And I remember that it does happen like this every year. And I finally said, you need to get a different credit card. (laughs) Anyway, so the emails start coming through. And I get, sure enough, like 15 minutes after yours, I get my email. Jen and I, we also use the same email in Utah. You don't have to have different emails. So I know it's just coming through and I get the email and freaking Jen drew the money. Which I'm psyched about. Yeah. It'll, it's a, it's a cool tag. Super cool tag. Yeah. Somebody way more deserving than you. Right. Right. So everyone can just rest easy. (laughs) Like I didn't draw a freaking limited entry tag. Everyone can calm down. Like. You know, get off my back. Everything resets, okay, at the end of the year. Like, a guy is... Not true. Yes. A guy is completely... Everybody starts fresh, and we're back to ground zero. Like, Adam Bronson says, we're all batting a 1,000. We're all either batting a 1,000 or zero, however you want to think about it. But it all resets. It's a new season. It doesn't count. So, it doesn't matter. I didn't draw it anyway. I got nothing other than going with my wife. So, yeah. That was pretty exciting. Um, All it did now, you know, it's like when you get that, like, oh, I got one. Like, I got an epic tag. And you kind of start putting it in with all these other kind of like, you know, just just tags that you knew you were going to get, right? Like, I'm a resident of Wyoming. I know I'm going to get the general deer tag or whatever. You start playing like, okay, this, you know, the November and that'll be perfect. And this hunt can go here and this one. And you start doing that and then it gets ripped from you like it did me. And now I'm like kind of in my head, I'm pouting a little bit and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be overly, ag- <laughs> I'm going to be, oh, cause I've still got some, some applications to put in, uh, <laughs> for Wyoming, <laughs> you know, Wyoming's really the big one as a resident. Oh, and I'm shoot. like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be overly aggressive and like, make sure that I get this so that I can have that, <laughs> that feeling back. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> That gin hunt's going to be fun. It will. Yeah. And it, 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 I mean, it's all true. All, everything I was thinking before, awesome time of year for me, most of my hunts, just like last year, most of my hunts seem to stack in September, um, maybe one or two bleed into October this year. And so November, second week in November is perfect. Uh, I may or may not have a brand new muzzleloader being built, um, from work you do 45 or 50 45 nice yeah carbon yeah that's the only way we build the 45s anymore climber or magnus stock uh, uh magnus stock so that i didn't win that battle but i did win um i got it cut down to a 24 inch barrel so nice. they're normally 26 we did some math on what we could cut off the shank and what we could cut off um, the end, you know, because this is still going to be set up. It's set up for a scope, but it's also set up for our XO open site deal. And there's a certain distance there that the machine and the program is set to put those dimples for the front site. 
well, we had to do the math and make sure like we could cut an inch off the front, inch off the back, still have enough shank in there for a muzzleloader explosion to go off. And 24 is going to be perfect. So I've got a little shorty and between you and me, like if I just want to build a climber stock down the road and just swip swap, um, I might do that. So we'll see. It's on a, it's on a Magnus for now, but that's sweet. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. Good timing. So hopefully you get to use that maybe on another, uh, mule deer hunt with open sight, you know, before yep. in Colorado before Jen uses it. And so it'll be a good year for the muzzy, but nice. Yeah. I also drew, uh, my, well, so oh, yeah. back, I, I drew my muzzy, which I, I expected to do, but I'm excited about drew my muzzy general season, Utah tag. So, um, What's that muzzleloader doing? In yeah, I was just gonna say it should October. be October. It should be it'll be wide open, man. You yeah, perfect. Count, yeah, count on it. Yeah, I uh, might need to borrow that. <laughs> um, and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm like doing what you were doing, scheduling pieces. I'm pretty strongly. This is a man that's gonna be a drought year. We got like very little snowpack unit. I drew for archery elk this year is, um, you know, in my opinion, probably one that's pretty strongly affected by a drought year. And I've been waiting nine years, wanted to hunt this, this particular time of year, like has stacked up for me where I had to kind of choose between Wyoming and Utah elk. It made more sense for several reasons for me this year to do Utah. Um, but I have enough points to draw Wyoming, but with Chad drawing that bison tag, there's a pretty strong chance. I, I might just turn that in. I'm going to wait a month or two. I think I have till 30 days before the hunt to turn it in and not lose my points. Sorry, your uh, general deer tag. Well, I need, I'll, I'll have to with work and everything. And I've got a 18 month old daughter. Um, I'll have to turn one in um oh you're 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 considering your elk tag yeah yeah i i really think if uh we don't have a good spring summer or rain which we usually don't in utah i think a 340 bowl is going to be a 320 bowl and not i'm man i'm not an inch guy i want to go shoot a mature elk but like yeah you like to feel like you got you know as much stacked in your favor as you can um yeah i've been waiting nine years on this tag what about the dates isn't this a rollback year yeah but it only like subtracts one day i was gonna say so explain that real quick to the people so utah is uh weird in the sense that they don't do like september 1 to september 31st which should be every state's archery elk tag um they do, I think it's the second Saturday in August through the second Saturday in probably the third September. It's usually the, the third, yeah, it's usually the 20 something. Uh, re- no, I mean, regardless, so this regardless, um, it floats depending on leap years and you know, the way the sun rotates and the lunar phase, it rotates basically one year back or one day back in the month every single year so this year it goes until the 17th yeah it's no it's, is, it's no other reason than they start it on a uh 
a week, a day of the week, not a calendar right. day. That's it. Right? right. And so, yeah, it just slowly, you know, every seven years, boop, it bumps, it yeah. bumps back or bumps forward or whatever. And so, right. you know, you've so, caught it on the, the ideal year. Um, where it goes as late into September as possible. As late as possible. So you've, you, in essence, you gained an entire week on the hunters who drew the same tag last year, which is a big deal when you're bow hunting in the middle of September. One extra week is a big deal. Yep. <laughs> like I you had said, a buddy hunting it last year and yeah, he, he struggled because they started bugling yeah. with two days left in the hunt. Yeah. Those, those, hot dry utah you know the those type of units um man they can just not get going until you know yep. every, every day counts so so i lose a day next year instead of the 17th it'll be the 16th um but you know i got a buffalo tag to go on so and quite honestly like I've been planning on a different unit in the state of Utah that's gone downhill. Uh, course corrected this year and had more than enough points to draw. And it's just one of those pieces that I need to spend some time scouting that unit. But I also like feel like I need to scout this unit for Chad. You know what I mean? And I, well, I just, with, with, my daughter and my wife works every other weekend and I don't know if I, I feel like I may be spreading myself too thin doing both. Yeah. God bless you, man. Um, I'm like, I was debating whether I was going to go on my basically over the counter Colorado tag <laughs> during your elk hunt. And I finally <laughs> took some serious, fasting and prayer to decide that I needed to go on your elk hunt with you. And, but it was a struggle and you're just like, yeah, no, I'm turning in my limited entry elk tag to go on my brother-in-law's bison. hunt. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, there's no talking you out of it. I know you and you'll do whatever you're going to do, but man, I would well, urge you to not. I feel bad that you've tried to rearrange your schedule. I haven't uh, around mine. I have not rearranged anything. I know. Um, all I've, but, all I've, all I've conceded is that, you know, I have a gap I, or I have a 10 day period basically that I have off of work and I'm going to start with you and we're going to kill something. And then if there's days left, I'm going to go hunt my tag. You know, I mean, that's, it's pretty reasonable well, actually. I haven't rearranged anything. Well, I, I just, and it's, it's not altruistic, like in any sense, like I really want to go on a Buffalo hunt and like my my family raised buffalo in iowa for 30 years i've had like an affinity for those critters for um since i was a little kid you know i remember my grandpa showing up to show and tell with you know uh buffalo hide you know to show and like a bunch of stuff off the farm but that was like the cool piece in like first grade where he showed up with a buffalo hide that i have still and uh yeah, I want to go on a buffalo hunt. There's not a, a you know, Chad's family to me. And, uh, yeah. you know, ask, it's funny. He asked me Friday last week, maybe, um, to stand up in my sister's wedding with that, you know. He's on his side to. or hers? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah his side so um yeah like i yeah i'm psyched he's coming out bear hunting this is my best friend Corey, who also happens to be i it's pretty common practice when i married my wife i asked her brother to stand up who happens to be no but you did it because i mean not because you weren't friends with him but just he's your you know like he's your brother-in-law but i'm pretty sure chad's doing it because like you guys are best friends yeah like chad's awesome man lucky son of bitch like he he, he's the one like we did a seminar at the iowa whitetail classic about how to shoot elk and we got some swag from some people to like give out and we probably had like i don't know 100 names in the hat maybe a little more than that oh yeah he won uh, what did he win he he won that sunto yeah that's right like you, how's that happen, Chad? Like you stood up and almost felt bad. He was, but once again, like couldn't. Like he's the only dude with a Sunto I know that knows all the ins and outs and how to use all the waypoints. Like yeah, he utilized excited. it. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have went to a better guy. So I'm. Yeah, it's not altruistic. I'm. I already told him I'm taking my cut of meat, <laughs> and like we're you know, but yeah, it'll be. uh it'll be a fun hunt and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So if I, I was already probably not going to turn my oak tag in, but like, I'm very concerned about the drought we're having in Utah. And once again, I've waited nine years. I want the deck to be as stacked as possible for myself. And, um, dude, if we have a bad spring summer, like dude, the bone growth on these elk is going to be poor. Yeah especially in some of the you know drier units in the state so yeah my uncle um, the bull he killed um three or four years ago you know same same general area of the state and uh bad drought year and man that bull you know he he wasn't like a 400 inch frame or anything like that but it just like fourth you know his swords and then like fifth and sixth and it just completely it was like someone flipped Petered the switch out. off yeah it was just done yep. it was just nothing yeah like you could tell like good 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 nope you're done like he's 350 up front and 300 in the back yep yep or, or worse you know two two yep. 200 in the back and then you know that adds up to whatever it added up to but yeah it's uh it is it is pretty tough and so yeah i i got some I got, I got some soul searching to do on it, but I I'm leaning towards turning that tag in. Just I think I'll spread myself too thin trying to, you know, that unit's a unit I want to put a hundred percent effort into. And yeah. well, as Dustin Whitworth always says, don't uh, don't half-ass two things when you can whole ass one. Is that right? Hit that right? Yeah, but now I have to edit it out. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Don't half, but right. Uh, yeah, you get it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'll just put all my eggs in that bison tag basket. I'll probably still have time to hunt my muzzy deer tag, uh, with the Gunworks, uh, 45 cal muzzleloader and the Collis or loophole on that. Mm, Collis, if I can work it. Okay. okay. Um, actually, I'll, I don't I'll deal with that. the Leopold. Yeah, on that, I don't. I, I, I got some scopes too I can send up, but 
Yeah, we might have um, something like that. Yeah, I, I got I got optics. Um so yeah, I'll I'll get that sorted out. While before I kind of forget about it, one piece that um was a little bit of a gut punch for me today that I would call a learning lesson. I've got, you know, I'm like you, I put my wife in for tags. It's not a priority for her, but I, she does enjoy hunting. She likes going out with me. Like when we can work it out, I help Chad out. You know, I put my dad in for tags and there's, you know, three or four people in my life that like, I really hold their hand through, right? Like I'm not going to explain to them how go hunt works and, application strategies and i know them well enough to know and i i help them through this application process and i'll be honest like you and i spend hours and hours on the phone talking about units and dates and you know jason you and i have like an open discussion yeah, just 365 a run, a days running, a year yeah, it's just a running text chain yeah and put a ton of thought into it and when Chad puts in for a state like Utah, like if he's going to come down and do the general deer season with me, like we're going to plan that out and I know what tag he's going to put in for, but for the most part, he's going to apply every year, gain points. And then when we make time for it, um, we'll just put them in and we know we're going to draw, um, the once in a lifetime and LE stuff. I've always kind of just told them like, Hey, we'll, we'll sort this out if you draw it because you're not going to draw it and i don't put it's like a you know hey utah's due today we need to put you in type of deal and it's not like i'm putting like a hundred percent effort into what bison tag he's applying for it's like i pull up go hunt on the phone as he's clicking through his application and i'm like do this one do this one do this one and it's just uh you know how would you word that? Cause I know you're in the same situation. Yeah. I mean, some and of those, just... I mean, it, to me, it's like my desert sheep tags. It's like, frick, I don't know. And I don't care, yeah. you know? And it's like, I'm just putting down, draw it. yeah. Putting down something that looks decent or whatever. You not, you know, those... it's not, not like a deer tag that you're expecting to get and you're going to put a ton of, you know, thought into or whatever. Those six or eight hours where I was trying to figure out whether he drew a moose goat or, bison tag i was like man i'm glad i put him in for that unit why did i put him in for this unit and it's <laughs> like it was a gut punch for me because it's like guess who like you know chad chad knows and i'm you know he wouldn't be offended by saying this like he's not going to do this without me he's not a guy who's going to go spend a bunch of money on a guide um it's just not the type of guy he is but he's also doesn't really have the resources to like go figure out how to hunt a mountain goat tag from the state of Iowa. And so it's like, man, I got to put like, you know, 20% more effort into this to make sure that I, if he does wind up with a mountain goat tag, it's like a huntable tag. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of guys out there that are probably in the same boat as me, that it's like, Oh yeah, you won't draw this. Just put in for this. Cause it's stupid to just do a preference point. Right. Like, cause you can't end up in the situation that we're in today. <laughs> it just depends, I guess. Yeah. You know, but can't draw if you don't play. Yeah. No, same, same with Jen, you know, it's like, 
oh yeah she can actually draw tags like <laughs> it happens. you know it happens it's it's not Name just this that. yeah it's not just this theoretical account or this play account that i'm putting her in for like oh she can draw tags you know and i'm I have. I've caught myself in the past, like, oh, I'm gonna put it in for this elk and that and deer and elk. and I'm just kind of like, you know, some years I'm like, man, if she would actually drawn a few of these that she could have maybe drawn or something, we'd be in a tough spot here with so many tags. But yeah, yeah, fun stuff. She, she, I'm psyched for her tag. Yeah, I'm hoping I can slink down there for a couple of days for that because that's gonna be a that'll be a cool tag to have. Yeah, no, it's just. Super cool hunt, cool weapon. I mean, you know, we could get in. She's into good that. with a muzzle. She's good. She's already she's, she she's, killed her buck yep. uh, two years ago with the muzzle loader. Yep. Um, she, uh, you know, we could get into the debate on Utah's regulations on scopes on muzzle loaders and the ability and all that. Yeah. But I, you know, there's really, it is what it is. It, it's not even something that interests me because it's not, you know, you, you just, somebody else makes the rules when there's a time and an open forum and you do, you know, you go through the process and you vote or, you know, if people don't like it, change it, but that's, you know, you play by the rules and we're going to play by them extremely well. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't make a weapon less effective, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. well, you know, that that's that's the debate we're not going to get into, yeah. right? Is like, you right. know, is it still kind of fun in my opinion that there's states like Idaho where you know that if you draw a muzzleloader tag, it's going to be open sights and exposed percussion and you know, you got to have a certain type of bullet like, yeah, I guess. You know, I like I I like variety. I like it because it gives me an excuse to buy more guns. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. Applications. We still got some, we still have some States open. We're still trying to sort through. Yeah. Nevada, uh, so Nevada, um, you got in by the skin of your teeth last minute. Um, they not, text me. Yeah. Good. Good for them. You're lucky. Good on them. Yep. I'm usually sending you an update and you know, at some point I just can't keep track of all of them for you, but Yeah. <laughs> So no, I'm appreciate the state of Nevada yeah, doing that for me. We're both in there. I doubt we're expecting to either one of us to draw. You know, I've got a pile of elk points. Um, that could, if if anything, that would happen. But e- even that, when you look at the Nevada non-resident elk points or odds with like ten or eleven, it is n- not not good. No, no está bien. No. Yeah. So not expecting anything there, but the big one for me here obviously is Wyoming. Um, and really the only question is the elk, you know, I am to the point, I just hunt the general deer tag. Really. I haven't really come across a limited entry tag here. That gives me any more, excuse me. That's why we don't do podcasts this late member. Yep. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll try for a good elk tag, you know. Yep. Uh, there's no reason not to, even though I'm I'm definitely a mule deer guy. But um, what else is coming? There's not too much else. So, in Arizona. Yeah, no, I think we're you know unless somebody else pulls a rabbit out of the hat, like we're we're there. You want 
to chat bears for a minute? Uh, yeah, we got we got ten minutes yeah. on the. Yep. I put in an SD card to record this on with about twelve minutes left. <laughs> yeah, well, I was very strung out on bears till about seven a.m. this morning when <laughs> I learned about buffaloes. No, you guys do. Um, you guys go to Idaho and you do the over-the-counter deal up there, and you've been baiting them for quite a few years now. And uh, I've gotten little tastes. You know, we went one or one year, um, and you've obviously kind of kept a little, been a little more uh, into it. But you guys got a pretty sweet deal going up there, huh? I love it. I love it. It uh, breaks up the season. It uh, you know this time period between. You know, I try to get as many days in the field from August through October, some sneaking like November days, but like, just it's, I'm, I like turkey hunting, but it's like, you know, it's okay. I'm not a shed guy, dude, May, June bears. Like it's the perfect, like halfway point. It, it gives you something just to get out in the field and grind. And it's, it's a hunt that like you know, we we're doing these solo or like one or two guys in the backcountry hunts. And like, this is just the set up wall tents, have a crew and like, you know, man, it's just no pressure for me. Like if I never shoot another bear again, and I go every year, I'm perfectly fine. Um, Cause guys are going to dump bears in camp and we're going to have a blast, but yeah, we set barrels this weekend. Um, I think this will be the, fifth year i'm up there fourth or fifth i've gone my my pops who's never hunted hunted in the mountains kurt klein who when he's the guy who married teresa and i when you came out to iowa Mm -hmm. Uh, it's my dad's best friend he's been a second dad to me all my life um and then my brother-in-law chad that just drew the buffalo hunt which will be probably a point of conversation while we're up there they're coming out first week of june and so we went uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dropped all the barrels, uh, hauled just uh, way too much bread, bagels, and donuts in. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're gearing up. I'm 100% certain right now that a bear is eating my donuts, getting trail cam pictures, and it is eating me alive right now because I can't go up this weekend. So. We got a two-week break, and then I'll be up there the next three weekends in a row with the last one being a six-day hunt with, uh, you know, first first hunt for my pops and I in the backcountry. Like, you know, it's not – it's, you know, we're camping off a road, but we're we're hiking in. We're doing all the things, and I'm uh, – yeah, man, bears, uh, Idaho over the counter. I don't – don't go – don't go hunt it. It's not fun. It, uh, but, it, yeah, no, I'm – I'm elated. It's one of those hunts that's doable for anybody who wants to put the effort in, you know, it's not, you don't need to do anything special. You just haul barrels in and put donuts in them and the bears eat them. And, uh, you know, it sounds maybe a little, uh, I don't know. I I'm firm believer in the fact that you sit in a tree stand when you hunt white tails, you bugle at elk and you put donuts in a barrel for bears. Like, <laughs> you know, you get, I, I won't get into the ethics of baiting bears and different things, but I, I don't find anything wrong with hunting a predator that way. It's very difficult. It is the, 
of all the hunts I do, it's definitely the most logistics as far as effort goes, um, especially hunting them out of state. Um, it's not like it's some easy hunt, but it uh, it's well within most people's means. And well, with and with pred- it's a necessary. Yeah, and and yeah. that's the thing with predators, just and with anything, you know, the more selective that you can be, the more selective that the hunting method allows you to be. In other words, you know, you're not accidentally shooting a sow um, because she's you know 375 yards across the canyon you know bebopping through in and out of the trees and you're spotting and stalking her with a rifle um, they're right there in front of you and so you can be very particular and very specific and very deliberate about what bear you take and keep i'm telling you know you you can you can it help just helps you take out the big mature boars and leave the sows with cubs and it's you know it's just a good it's a good way to manage predators it's fun too man like you get in there and it just like bears start hitting barrels and you're checking trail cams and rebating baits and like man it's a little chess game you know oh man and this yeah this bear he he didn't come in tonight i can't believe it is he going to come in tomorrow? He always comes in every other day, and then you go sit it, and he still doesn't come in. Now what? Do you go back? Do you move? Do you go to the next one? You go check the other card the next morning. Oh, crap. This huge honking bear has been hitting that one, and we should have been sitting that bait. Like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, man. it It's going to be – I'm so looking forward to it, and we're continuing to dial that hunt in more and more year after year, and it's just – yeah bears eating donuts chasing bears do when bears start hitting the dirt and bears start hitting baits and it just like it's just it's a good camaraderie hunt where you can get some friends together you're in the mountains you're working your asses or your butts off excuse me sorry i'm terrible um working your butts off and it uh yeah it's it's just it's a good way to break up that uh end of November, yeah. end of hunting season to beginning of August. So get the rest off. Yeah. You, you get your legs back in the mountains halfway through the year. And, um, once again, like dude, we hunted that stretch. It's first year in that part of the country. Uh, last year, 10 miles stretch of road. We didn't have a barrel. I think our furthest barrel was a little over a mile and everything was over a half. We had over 80 bears on camera in country you could hike for three weeks and never see one you know like those they're way thicker than people realize yeah and idaho is basically begging you to come shoot them yeah a lot of bears up there yeah so it uh it's cool they're cool and it's it's one of those critters that like when you get the opportunity to see when a sow and cubs come in or when like you have a bear come in that you're not going to shoot you cannot take your eyes off of a bear like at any point and you're going to see 10 X the bears when you're baiting them. And it's just, it's, it's unique, you know? Love it. We're going to end with, you've got, you have 30 seconds for each piece of gear, but I'm going to ask you to talk about two new pieces of gear that you are excited about for this hunting season i'll go first Uh, so you can think you go first yeah so i finally 
ordered and got my hands on Kuyu's side zip base layer bottoms. Zip off merino base layer bottoms. Game changers. Nice. And I know there's probably a few others. I honestly don't know who came out with them first. Um, but I feel like maybe Kuyu did. But anyway, um, I am super excited about those, man. Uh, always the conundrum in the mornings. You know, do I put my, you know, it's like a brisk, you know, late September, October morning. You know you're going to be hiking, though. But you're going to hike up in glass for an hour. And then you're going to move and or you got to, you know, hike a half mile to get to your glass point. You're going to be sweating like that ability to just not care. Leave your bottoms on your base layer bottoms, hike until you get warm, drop your britches, zip your base layers off, zip them back up and go about your business. Like that's going to be without taking your boots off, be pretty cool. So that's one for me. Solid, uh, solid. The other one uh, real quick, I've got a batch of, these Easton Axis long range, and we are not necessarily tied to Easton or anybody really. I don't think we're get, we're just getting away from most of that, man. There's a few of our core key core companies, you know, that we just trust so much that it wouldn't matter, you know, Kafaru and Crispy, and you know, we still uh, I love the Mountain Op stuff, um, but we're just we're just kind of beyond that you know we're we're slowly becoming unsponsored which allows us to be honest about things and uh, anyway i love these men easton access these little four mil uh long ranges that they came out with and here's why a 250 spine is coming in at 9.8 grains per inch is all and what that means is for a 250 spine i can I'm not a front of center measurer. I, I, I'm just like some of these guys. I don't have a clue what it is, but I know that it's, you know, if I can get it a little higher, it's generally better than a little lower. And that allows me to run the same amount of weight up front or even a little bit less and still have a relatively high front of center because <clears throat> of the grains per inch on the arrow is so light. You know, it's always the problem I had. One of two problems. Yeah, a long draw. Yeah, long draw, and then one of the two problems I had with the FMJs, they're just so heavy in the body, you know. But anyway, what well, you, they you give you they give you less wind drag. Less they wind. give you, yeah, higher BC for a bullet yeah, guy. Yeah, match grade um, zero zero one tolerance. So two pieces I'm psyched on. Uh, picked up some black Obis puffy pants. Uh, people have done it before. I have been too cheap. Um, like just zip off puffy pants, exactly what Dustin's talking about with Moreno. Um, but getting older, getting colder quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, super psyched on just having a good pair of puffy pants. They're reasonably priced for the amount I'm going to use them. Like, man, they're just freaking perfect. Love it. And, and then I would say, um, I, I can't speak like super highly of it yet because i haven't used it but coming from your recommendation um ordered one of those msrs uh had a jet boil kind of had some issues the last year with it um so i ordered one of those i can't remember the, what's that msr the reactor um, 
Yeah. Or the Windburner. The, the Windburner. Yep. That's the one. So yeah. uh, no, I'm no psyched on it. And then I actually picked these up last year and only ran them for like four or five days. Um, you know, I work for Crispy, so, you know, take my bias for what it is. Um, dude, that brick's all non-insulated, man. I We redid the lacing system on it um, for certain hunts. I, like, I wore them all weekend up in Idaho, and it just, it fits my foot like a glove. It's lightweight. It's leather, so it's durable. It's stiff, but not too stiff. Like, bro. Love like, it. For, for the got 20 seconds on the card bro i've been watching it countdown so thanks for having me bro. yeah you can say what you want but hey the valdrez the crispy valdrez is the sleeper boot it's the sleeper boot of all sleeper it's the most underrated i am a nevada legend guy and the crispy valdrez is the most underrated boot that they have the nevada hey everybody thank you for listening to the finding backcountry podcast if you enjoyed this episode Make sure you subscribe and mention it to your friends. But the best thing you can do, leave a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. For notes and links to this and other episodes, please visit FindingBackCountry.com.